Hello and welcome to Just One Thing. I'm Brad Stern. Here with Lisa Stearns. We're your hosts on this weekly exploration of simple ways to enhance your relationships, improve your health, manage your stress, and just be happier. Now settle in while we discuss Just One Thing. Good day and welcome to the next episode of Just One Thing. Today we are going to talk about no comparison. And I think this will affect both your level of stress and your overall sense of happiness and probably even affect your relationship significantly. And because if all those things are running smoothly, you're likely to be healthier. It will affect everything that we choose to talk about. We were um, discussing this a little bit while we were taking a walk yesterday afternoon. Uh, and there are a couple of different angles of this we'd like to explore. So when I say to you, Lisa, when I say no comparisons as it relates to just one thing, what springs to your mind and why do you think it's important for us to talk about it with our listeners? Um, I think when we started out, we were talking about what was the first title that you came up with? Comparison Kills Joy. Ah, Comparison Kills Joy. CKJ. Okay. I use that acronym. <laughs> okay. Um, and I started thinking, as soon as you said that, I started thinking of a broader context in terms of what comparison actually, how impar- comparison impacts every, or can impact everything that you do. Mm-hmm. And it became more important to me to look at that broader scope than just that it can kill your joy, because I think that allows you to see the bigger palette, the bigger workspace. Okay. The, uh, when I use the uh, CKJ acronym, it's, it, normally for me it came out of the gym. Gotcha. Because, you know, people were unhappy, you know, I couldn't right. do this and could do that. So I, and I always tell people, you know, don't compare yourself right. to other people. You know, the, the thing is to come in and just try to be the best self that you can you be. You can be, right. And just try to improve on a day-to-day, week-by-week, year-by-year basis. Right. And over time, you'll be the best person that you can be. You know, if you look around, there's, you know, it's just like in the Old West, there's always a faster gunslinger. Right. So there's always somebody, you know, stronger. There's always somebody better looking. There's always somebody leaner. So don't look around. Right. You know, just look at look at yourself and try to be the best you can be. And that's where that, that, that came from. Yes. But I think it's the same is true of like looking at people on social media. Right. You know, right. Am, am I happy? Do I have food on the table? Why am I upset? Because somebody, somebody else, else is in Disneyland. Exactly. <laughs> right. 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 So that's where that came from for me. When you Perfect. said when you said looking at the broader palette or the broader sense of comparison kills joy or no comparisons, what did you mean by that? So I, I can I guess what came to my mind mm-hmm. was the struggle that I had when I took my uh, first uh, hundred hours for my yoga certification, okay. and it was the uh, hundred hour. It was a it was a ten day intensive, mm. um, and what I recognized was the debilitating, crushing <laughs> impact that my own expectation of myself okay had on my ability to even be there and participate it was and because i had always thought of myself and defined myself as an athlete okay it was the fact that i was not able to participate even in a what i would have considered a very low level way mm-hmm. in the physical act of and practice of yoga during okay. the training it was absolutely devastating to me so i was comparing myself 
to myself. Oh, so your past self. Right. Or, or capability a that previous, you once had. Yes. Well, yes. I think that's probably... And it wasn't even that long ago. You know, when we were talking sure. five, five, six, seven years ago. Um, and so that's why, to me, it's even more than, than looking around and seeing who's next to you at the gym. Mm-hmm. It's more than looking at social media. I think a lot of times it just starts right in the moment with <laughs> with well, yourself. Sure. And I, I think that's especially true for we baby boomers. Yes. You know, we're, we're sort of on the downward slope of the arc of our life. Yes. Um, when you look back at like how your metabolism worked or, or how fast you could run or, you know, how smooth your skin was in the mirror, I'm, I'm using, or even how quickly you could process information yes. on the job or learn yes. something new for school or on the job. Right. You probably are not up to what you might have been right. in your teens, 20s, and 30s. Right. And so I think, and then I know for many people that just makes them like, like give up. Right. Know, what, what the heck? Right. What makes you miserable? You're miserable. Yeah. Cause you're comparing yourself to what you could do and, and those kinds of things. And that robs you of your, of your joy today because, Absolutely. because you still can learn things. Right. You know, you still can take, you know, satisfaction in, you know, whatever improvements you can in right. learning relationships, whatever. Right. Um, but comparing to what you could have done in the past and have been probably is just a losing game. It it's going to make you unhappy. Right. Right. And I think it was particularly interesting. That reminds me of the uh, NPR um, interview that they did with the gentleman that wrote a book about, mm, had something to do with baby boomers and success and that kind of stuff, and aging, and talking about absolutely, positively, the ability to um, be better, quicker, faster, Mm -hmm. actually ends much earlier in life than Mm -hmm. we would even Mm -hmm. imagine. Mm -hmm. It's very early 30s that you kind of peak... Um, I, I might have heard, read an article about well, the same thing. Well, you and I thing. talked about yeah. it. Um, and, and at the same time, so, so it's very easy at that point to be like, oh, you know, from here it's just a downward slope. Mm-hmm. I'm just, it's just all downhill from here. But what the second part of the study was that the advantage of the aging process is that you have all the knowledge. Mm-hmm. So you have this, this great uh, bank of mm-hmm. experience, of skill, of knowledge, um, to draw from. And so what I'm going to extrapolate from sure. that is, yes, your skin is wrinkly. Yes, you're not as young. Yes, you're all those things. Mm-hmm. But there's a trade-off. What, sure. what, what? Instead of comparing and saying, I've lost this, mm-hmm. what is the new thing that you are taking away from this moment? Because, yeah, particularly as you're aging, like right. you do have more knowledge. You right. have more, I'll just call it wisdom. Because yes, you've, you've, you've made mistakes and hopefully you've learned from your mistakes. Right. And so you have... You know, whether people take it or not, you have advice to give. Right. And I think the uh, the article that I was reading, I think, came probably from the same person, the same book, whatever. And he used the example of somebody who could age effectively was Johann Sebastian Bach. Okay. Who was probably one of the greatest musical geniuses of all time. Right. Yet most of his original works were done before he was, you know, in his mid-30s. Right, right. And after he... You know, reach that age. Actually, one of his younger sons began to surpass him uh-huh. in terms of innovation and new music and all of those kinds of things. So instead of trying to compete or do what he could do in the past, because those innovations and ideas and the creativity probably wasn't what it once was, right? He sort of consolidated his knowledge and he began to write books about here's how here's here's what constitutes a fugue. Oh, nice! And teaching and uh-huh. passing along his knowledge to others and sort of transitioning right. his career from being an innovative, creative you know, um, musician or songwriter into right. a teacher and a master of this is what of, music is all about. Right. How, do, how do you develop, you know, other young talent? And I think that especially teaching, advising, et cetera, is something that you can continue to do 
that takes you out of even comparing yourself Self to, yourself. to yourself. Yes, right. yes. Yeah. And I and I wanted to circle back to this comparing to others. Mm-hmm. I think when when it it's so easy to compare yourself to somebody else in that snapshot of a moment. Mm. And you're at the gym and you're like, well, Brad's way bigger than me and I'll never be that big, so I might as well just give up now. Well, Brad may be big at the gym. Brad may be a lousy husband and you're sure. a fantastic husband. Right. You know? well, well, there's so many categories <laughs> right. and attributes that can com- com- right. that comprise your life, right? Right. Yeah. Or Brad may have sacrificed a lot to be big Brad. As, as you well know. <laughs> <laughs> that maybe, you know what? You're I'm, not willing I, to sacrifice. I'm not going to do get... two hours a day every right. day, or you know, skip happy hour with my friends twice a week because exactly. I value that. Exactly. So I think when you do compare, you know, make sure that you're not really, really isolating something because there's so much back, more backstory sure, to sure. that than just the snapshot well, that I, you're choosing I, you know, to, I had a, to value. I, I had a very good friend uh, when I first started work. And uh, he, you know, for a long time, we were neck and neck in terms of where we were in sort of our career trajectory. Right. Um, but then um, he, he went downtown to another agency and soon he was just surging ahead. Right. But, but not comparing myself to him and, and sort of like h- hating that that happened. Right. My thought was, well, well, more power to him because when I watched him, he's working 12, 14 hours every day. And he deserved right. everything he got. Right. And even though I felt as capable as him right hour per hour right. he was putting in more hours right and i just wasn't willing to do that because right. i wanted more balance in my life i wanted time with you i wanted time with the kids right you know etc cetera, etc cetera. so those are the kinds of things you have to, to bear in mind so i you know i wasn't you know didn't look at where he was in terms of you know advancement and feel sour and, grapes. yeah exactly right right so, and right I, and I know that's hard to do oh my gosh yes because you're looking around and you're comparing in every aspect and not right. looking at the trade-offs right yeah. right and we are naturally comparing beings. It is. It is. Oh sure. It is wired. Oh yeah. It is wired into how we think. Well, if you if you watch most guys when they walk into a gym, a bar, a restaurant, you know they scan the environment. Right. You know you might think they're looking for the pretty girls, but I'll tell you nine times out of ten, they're eyeing they're all the other guys. First. You're saying like, who's bigger than me? Can I take that guy? Oh, he's a dweeb or whatever. Whatever, right, whatever you're because thinking. Because at heart, you know, we are still great apes. Right. And we're saying, where do I fall in the pecking order of this right. thing? And if it's a gym, right. it's probably based on strength and muscle size. Right. If I'm walking into a boardroom, I'm looking at like who do, who looks like he's the the leader of the pack or who's right. the brightest guy or gal or or whatever. Right. So, right. I, as you said, yeah, we we are built to do that to compare ourselves to others. Right. So and, and I think and so what do you think is is the how do you, how do you catch that loop? That's a, that's a tough question. Um, I just think it, it when you when you find yourself comparing um, and you find yourself feeling down because you don't measure up because in almost any situation. You're going to find somebody better, mm-hmm. you know, because you know only one person can be the smartest guy in the room, or the smartest guy in the town, or the right. richest guy in the country. Um, recognize that that you're feeling down because of that comparison, uh-huh. and step back and say, well, "Well, wait a second. Where am I in my life?" And be and be grateful for what you do have, what you have achieved. And you know, you could actually, you know, even if even if you feel a little bit of uh, antagonism, but you can still you can either choose to 
you know, allow that to make you feel miserable. Right, right. You can feed that beast. You, and, or you can be satisfied with what you have. Right. Or, or you can actually use that for, well, what are they doing? What are they sacrificing? How are they getting there? Use that as, as impetus okay. for maybe improving yourself. Okay. So I, I know when I started at the gym, I was the smallest, weakest guy that was there. Right. And I just looked at the people around me. I said, well, what are they doing and how are they doing that? Right. Because I wanted to be like that. that someday and I knew I gave myself time to do it right so I used them to inspire me right not to make me feel bad right and I said I may never get there but I will be a better me because I will follow their example right okay so here's another question because okay. you mentioned when you walk in and you and you you're you are aware that it is making you feel bad you should do X what do you feel about when you walk in you make the comparison and it makes you feel good I tend to bask in that glow that I feel inside. <laughs> okay. I just, I don't, I do. I just, okay. uh, you know, I just, I just like, I've, I've, if, it, if it's a situation where I have, because of what I have learned or accumulated over time or, you know, progress that I have made, you know, you know, in my fitness or whatever, um, I don't gloat. Right. I don't, you know, rub it in somebody's face. But if I, I look around, I say, you know, I'm the smartest guy in the room. I just sort of like say, okay. Enjoy that. I enjoy that feeling. Yeah. Okay. So, um, on the flip side, mm -hmm. I would like to add a flip side. To I know that. there's a flip side to that because <laughs> I'm feeling pretty smug here and <laughs> strutting around. Because when I compared, I was doing pretty good. <laughs> I would contend. Okay. That that the fact that you, I I would say, that. Ultimately, in the end, you're looking to feel neutral. Uh, okay. Okay. Beca because if you walk in and you feel good, that means in that same situation, you can walk in and feel bad. Oh, sure. Because you, you, you can be influenced. Right. One way or the other. Absolutely. Right. So yeah. if you can get to the point where you walk in, you recognize that you're doing the comparison, and you can decide that the comparison is not necessary. Mm. Okay. That's that's a win-win. Sure. There, there is there is no work that has to be done. There's no mm -hmm. <laughs> something right. that has to be right. gained. Um, and and you can still celebrate because you can celebrate the fact oh, that you stay that's neutral. A, that's a great point. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that's a. I mean, I think that's very natural, and I don't think it's yeah. wrong. But I do think it's a it's a slippery slope. Well, and I and I think too, <clears throat> there may be a transitionary period where absolutely you're, you're always going to notice. You're always right. going to sort of like do that, but then you say, wait a second. Doesn't matter, right? And it's deciding it doesn't matter. I think that's important because yes. I don't know that you can stop your, you know, your evolved right. animal brain from making, making some kind comparison. of comparison at some point. Also, yeah, I, I totally agree. And I think it's like a lot of things. It's okay. I have the information. What do I do with the information? Sure. Do I do I allow it to make me feel joy? Okay. Do mm -hmm. I allow it to make me feel bad? And recognize if it makes you feel joy, you know, you you set yourself up as you said. You're sort of on a slippery slope because. At some day, at some point, you're you know, walking in and you're walking in and you're not, <laughs> not going to be on the top. Right. You know, you're going to get older. You know, you're going to get in less shape. You're going to be injured. Whatever. Right. So that's a, that's a great point. Um, all right. So what's your what's your one thing? Uh, my just one thing is just you know, you're going to compare. Try not to let it affect you. Okay. And try and, and and I will say try to, you know, it depends on wherever you are in life. Just only tr look at yourself and say, what can I do today, you know, to, to feel joy, to, you know, to improve myself, you know, wh whatever. Don't look around at the other folks. Okay. Um, I think my one thing is, is remembering that you can compare to yourself and that can be just right. as, as painful, just as devastating. 
and to look for that. Sure. Uh, and and remember that when when you let that go, right, you, you can you can be the best you. Right, and I think it's just being the best I can be today. In this moment, right. whatever I'm doing, and and what I learned through this yoga experience is. You know, initially I was focusing on all the things I was missing out on because mm. I wasn't able to participate mm -hmm. in a way that I wanted to. Instead of, and what I finally got to, fortunately it was 10 days long, but what I finally got to was I am so lucky to be here right. experiencing this experience and mm -hmm. it does, and, and showing up whoever I am right. in this moment. Okay. Um, and so you get the most out of it. Very good. Awesome okay. topic. Yeah, that is a good topic. We'll probably come back to this. I one, think this so. Is important. So, until next time, if you uh, are looking for any health and fitness coaching, bradsterns.com. And business or career coaching, lisasterns.com. Until next time. Take care.